As the automobile took over America, so did parking lots and parking garages. And for decades, they were a pretty good business. In fact, they were such good business, we kept building them. According to experts, there are between 700 million and 2 billion parking spaces in America. That's 2.5 to 7 spots for every registered vehicle. And only about 10% of that is paid. Our aim as a, as a company is to really give our clients and customers something more valuable than money. And that's time. That's the one thing we, none of us can get enough of. Low barriers to entry make it a crowded, fragmented industry. Competition is fierce. Demand is declining. Factors are numerous, but include blows e-commerce has dealt brick-and-mortar retail, the rise of ride-hailing, and a post-pandemic world where few drive into urban areas five days a week, if at all. With such dramatic shifts, the industry has been forced to find ways to reinvent itself, partly by expanding services and partly by leaning into technological advances. But that is, of course, risky and takes capital. The larger folks, the folks with the capital to invest in R&D and technological capabilities can do things like dynamic pricing, gateless technologies that really differentiate them from the mom and pop parking management company that just manages a couple of locations in a single region. Parking lots and garages began popping up on the American landscape in the 1920s. They were needed to deal with the exploding number of cars on American roads. In 1900, there were only 8,000 cars in the United States. 20 years later, 9 million. And by 1929, 23 million. Early garages were fully enclosed. Many of them looked like ordinary office buildings. Vehicles simply weren't as hardy in bad weather as they are today. In 1935, the curbside parking meter was invented. Some people say that parking is like sex. If you have to pay for it, it's just not right. People think that it really, it's natural that it's free. Even in, in New York City, of course, which has the highest land values maybe on earth, 97% of all the curb parking spaces are free. Some early garages were run as exclusive private clubs with car elevators and valet services. These slowly gave way to the open-air garages and ramps familiar today. In the 1960s, politicians encouraged and invested heavily in garages and parking to attract consumers to downtown areas. They were very often family businesses. They were run as systems, and they were run in major cities. They were a little behind the times for a long time in point-of-sale technology and inventory. While the industry was dominated by small family operations when Jerry Marcus started in 1977, today it is more consolidated and more professionalized. For example, many garages use dynamic pricing techniques where prices change based on how high demand is. Parking management is often outsourced. A lot of these management companies are quite small, serving only a few facilities. Some are large, such as LAZ Parking and Impark, and a couple are publicly traded including ABM and SP+. Parking management companies like LAZ Parking and SP+, each run more than 1 million parking spots. Finding reliable industry-level financial data can be difficult, but the parking management industry, as this group of companies is called, pulled in somewhere between $8 billion and just over $10 billion in revenue in 2022, depending on the source. The entire industry, parking management companies, landlords, and everybody else, pulled in about $121 billion. 
The industry is slowly recovering from the pits of the COVID-19 pandemic. Revenues fell to $58 billion in 2020, 56% lower than 2019. People got very creative. They gave uh, COVID shots in, in their parking facilities and they became temporary hospital wards and they did a really good job in bringing the industry back. Some also sold premium parking spots for higher prices and offered valet services. The entire parking industry is projected to pull in about $144 billion in 2023. That is a 10% increase over 2019 levels. Yet many in the industry worry about demand declines. As with many things in such a fragmented industry, getting reliable numbers is difficult, but insiders see evidence it is happening. Less people are using vehicles as their primary mobility solution. In terms of numbers of demand, it is in decline in most markets except one or two. In most of these markets, such as office buildings, the number of workers choosing to pay for parking is declining at a rate of about 1-2% to 2 annually. In 2001, about 47% of young Americans ages 16 to 19 had driver's licenses. In 2021, about 40% had them. Our view is that people need to get from A to B, and so we use technology to try to make people's journey as friction-free as possible. And if that journey is in a car, great. If it's in a ride-sharing vehicle, fine. If it's in a bus, fine. SP Plus is really the only publicly traded company that focuses mostly on parking. ABM is also public, but relies far more heavily on janitorial services. SP Plus was created in 2012 through the merger of two other companies, Standard Parking and Central Parking. It quickly grew from $954 million in 2012 to more than $1.4 billion the following year. In 2022, the company pulled in $1.5 billion in total revenue and $225 million in adjusted gross profit. About 75% of that came from the commercial division and 25% from its airport services business. That segment offers a range of services at 158 airports in the U.S. and Europe, including parking shuttles and baggage handling, among other things. Shares of the company closed at an all-time high of $44.17 on October 31, 2019. They then plummeted during the pandemic and then partially recovered. They closed on April 26, 2023 at $32.86. We actually accelerated our technology investments so that as we came out of the pandemic, we would be more capable in the technology space and really be able to step on the gas in terms of leading the digital transformation of our industry. So that was the one thing that we did not cut back. But obviously, during the pandemic, we scale up, we scale down. We were used to doing that for hurricanes and natural disasters. Usually it's not across the whole country all at once. So we had a lot of practice doing that. Something that they've always had is bringing professionalism to a somewhat unsophisticated industry. That enables you to play in the higher revenue opportunity, higher value, higher margin parts of the market. You're dealing with more sophisticated clients. Its commercial parking business serves several types of clients. No single client accounts for more than 6% of its sales. There are public parking garages, the kind you might find downtown. There are hospitals and universities, hotels, shopping malls, and office buildings, even cities. We worked for the NFL and, and have managed all the parking and shuttle busing for the Super Bowl for over 20 years. So we have clients that have really complex needs. And rather than presume we understand, we need to 
really go to them and say, help us understand what your objectives are. And when we hear that, then we come back to them with the solution that is tailored to them. The company has contracts for on-street parking services with about 90 municipalities, including Los Angeles, New Orleans, and Atlanta. There's 3,000 cities in North America that have on-street parking. And we are one of the larger players in that space. Most of it has not been outsourced yet. So we look at, at the opportunity to convince the local government that outsourcing is somebody like us, where we bring the cutting edge technology to create low friction payments. It's not coins in a meter. That hopefully is a, is a successful strategy for growth, just continuing to do what we have done for a long time. Despite these successes, parking management companies like SP Plus have faced significant headwinds in the last few decades. First, the rise of Amazon and e-commerce, which led to the decline of the shopping mall and the brick-and-mortar retail industry, hurting the parking garages often attached to stores and malls. There were also threats from companies like Uber and Lyft. Then there was the pandemic. During the pandemic, total revenues declined from almost $1.7 billion in 2019 to $1.1 billion in 2020, the lowest level since 2012. You often heard people calling for the death knell of parking management. You know, Amazon's going to kill it. It didn't. Ride sharing is going to kill it. It didn't. And the pandemic's going to kill it. It certainly did not. What we've seen is a shift in the way that these management companies do business. SP Plus executives spent a considerable portion of the company's Q4 2022 earnings discussing its investments in technology. Really what's changed since the pandemic is they've really accelerated their investments into some new growth areas or, or technologies that certainly many other folks are not investing in. As of 2022, technology solutions accounted for about 2% of the company's gross profit. It expected them to account for 10% by 2025. These solutions include an app for customers to reserve spaces ahead of time and pay for parking on their phones, and tech for changing prices as needed, say for time of day or for when there is high demand. There is also tech for charging cars automatically as they enter and exit a lot. These investments in part have led executives to issue a bullish outlook. The underlying parking management industry is growing at a rate of 1-2% to annually. But SP Plus said in February 2023, they expect mid to high single digit growth over the next several years. It's a big deal when a public company changes their long-term growth outlook. It doesn't happen often. What we are finding with technology is that we can deliver hardware and software on a very competitive basis, even in situations where we might not be a parking operator right now. And so that makes the addressable market for us larger than it used to be. They aren't the only ones making these investments. It's been remarkable how many companies have been formed for payment systems and reservation systems for, for parking facilities. I think it's a really exciting time. Demand declines and uncertainty about post-pandemic work, living, shopping, and travel are top industry concerns. These companies have to get creative. The pandemic taught lessons. The operators, I think, on the whole, realized that they had more arrows in their quiver than, than we all thought. Parking management companies now offer concierge services at malls. They open doors at hotels and provide wheelchair services at hospitals. The parking garage may be transforming into more of a mobility hub that acts as a storage and service facility for a number of types of vehicles, scooters, bikes, ride hail, or EVs. Picture chargers at every stall, right? Maybe you don't even need the parking, but you need to charge. So you're gonna use a parking garage Parking garages are already becoming a location of choice for electric vehicle charging stations. So far, it is a mixed blessing.
it is both an exciting time and, and a very risky time for us. We're being asked to put in a tremendous amount of infrastructure in, in our parking facilities to be able to deal with all of the EVs that are coming online. Some municipalities are mandating very, very high numbers of those chargers. It, it creates a tough situation where we have spaces that could go unused and we have more chargers than we have vehicles right now. The potential effects of autonomous vehicles are tougher to identify, but these vehicles will still need to be parked for some period of time for charging, cleaning, maintenance, or downtime. Perhaps autonomous vehicles is not going to be a headwind in the same way that some of these other trends have been, but an opportunity for further ways to, to monetize the space. I've designed several Whole Foods garages and most folks are very interested in delivering packages, food and even Amazon packages in drones. And I think that that's coming and the parking world is a good place for that because as our demand is going down, the last place that gets parked will be the roof of these facilities. Parking garages began their history as full service facilities with valets. In some ways, these companies are returning to that route, now realizing they must once again provide more service, this time to survive.